Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode of CEO On The Go. We are in December, which is hard to believe. And as I often do at the end of the year, I was just kind of going through some of my old files and articles that I've written. And I stumbled on an article that I had written that was published in Business Week in 2010. And the title of that article was 12 Leadership Questions for 2010. And so I started reading it thinking, well, this is this is still relevant today. So I thought I would use that content or share with you the, the leadership questions that I had posed back in 2010, which was right after uh, you know a really difficult year as well, um, to help you do some good thinking as you're heading into 2021. So the title, like I said, was 12 Leadership Questions for 2010. I said, start the new year by asking yourself these simple yet profoundly important questions about yourself as a leader. So, um, and I'll share some of the quotes from the article, and I'll probably update just a few of these, but uh, I just thought it would be helpful for you to, to spend some time alone if you can to reflect. And if you're walking or driving or whatever, and you can't write these down, I'll recap them at the very end so that you can fast forward and, and get a list of them. So anyway, I started the article by saying, if you're like most business leaders, you spent much of 2009 feeling down and just about out, an often inescapable result of the worst recession since the Great Depression. Odds are you grappled with numerous challenges and uncertainties and don't want to, but have to decisions. As one CEO confided back then, we're barely hanging on just trying to survive. He wasn't alone. Many executives and leadership teams shared similar sentiments. It was a difficult year period. So sounds familiar, right? It's a lot like what we've experienced in 2020. So what I suggested in the article is that leaders take the bull by the horns. Of course, that was the name of my book that had, had come out at that time. It's still a great book. <laughs> I still recommend it. Um, but I thought I would just share with you the 12 questions and, and let you think about these. So number one, what matters most? And I would probably qualify that this year to say what matters most now? And the good news is there's no right or wrong answer. You know, there are lots of, of, of different driving forces in your business today that may differ compared to what you've experienced in the past. So it's a good time to press the reset button and get together with your leadership team to clarify priorities and commit to keeping them in focus to the extent that you can, knowing that they're constantly shifting in today's environment. But really stepping back and answering that question, what matters most now? You set the context. A lot of clients will ask me, well, what do you mean? What matters most about our work or our team? Like you set the context. You might want to play around with uh, different kinds of contexts and see what the answers would be. If I were answering that question in a business context, I might say what matters most to me now is reaching more people all over the world to help them in their leadership in a way that is authentic to who I am which is why I launched the podcast. <laughs> and then if I'm answering that question in a personal context, you know, what matters most, I would probably say you know, my personal and spiritual growth. That's something that was deeply important to me in the past year. 
So what matters most to you now? Number two, what can you let go of? You know, whenever you're trying to adopt new strategies or new approaches, you're going to have to let go of some of the old attitudes or habits or behaviors that will get in your way. And so it's easier said than done. There are lots of different ways that you can let go of what you need to. There's great power in purging. So I encourage you to really identify what it is that you need to let go of. It could be processes that aren't serving you, people in your organization, relationships. I find one of the the biggest obstacles is is your belief or or stories that you're holding on to. I have clients say, you know, that they're trying to let go of beliefs like I have to get it all done or I have to to work this plan. This is what we started, so we've got to stick to our plan. Or I have to work harder and just push myself harder to get results now. Those are all kinds of beliefs that really don't serve you well. There could be stories that you're holding on to that really don't serve you. And stories, that's that's a fascinating topic probably for another episode. But think about the stories that you continue to tell yourself that may not have merit or that may not even be true, but they're just something that you're holding on to because they've been going on in your head for so long. So find ways to let go of what you need to, to help you open up to new ways of moving forward in the new year. Number three, what is one problem you can turn into an opportunity? Or I I would probably update that to say, what's one especially challenging problem that you can turn into an opportunity? There have been so many. Um, No need for rose-colored glasses. It's just viewing the current challenge through a lens of opportunity. I talk about that a lot, about deliberately shifting your view about how you're looking at a situation. So you might look at something that you've experienced this past year or a problem that continues to plague you and say, where is the opportunity here? How can I see this differently? And a lot of times it's a matter of reminding yourself of when you've been through kind of similar experiences in the past and refreshing your memory on how you've worked through those, the strengths that you had, ways that worked in the past, or ways that you think that you can leverage your skills and strengths or those of your team so that you're not working on weaknesses, but really leveraging your strengths. So identifying that problem that you can turn into an opportunity is a great exercise. Number four, what would really inspire your employees? You have to be careful about sending messages that you think that they want to hear. Um, You know, a lot of times leaders, CEOs especially, feel like they have to be kind of on stage or delivering this kind of fire and brimstone message to help pump up employees. But the reality is that you can be most inspiring when you're listening, when you're showing people that you understand who they are. Um, So it doesn't have to come from motivational speeches to the masses. It starts with just being a leader who simply shows that that you care. I think I mentioned before in a previous episode just how valuable it is for your people to hear appreciation and positive feedback. So that's something that can also be very inspiring to them when they hear that, when they know that they have a leader who's paying attention. Number five, what is your customer's greatest pain or what is your client's greatest pain? Be relentless about knowing that and meeting that need. Test your assumptions. What you think might be their greatest pain may not be, or it could be changing so quickly 
So I like to advise an informal approach to this. Um, I know a lot of companies will use surveys and have a lot of data. Nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you miss a lot when you're just not having conversations with those that you're serving or key stakeholders to understand the greatest pain and all aspects of it so that you can really um, step up your game in terms of being able to serve that need. Number six, what new business relationships will you pursue? You know, new opportunities come from new relationships, both inside and outside your industry. So seek out opportunities where there's potential for mutual benefit. It's not just a, a what's in it for me. And remember too, because there's so much going on in social media that those often are not the real relationships. It it requires uh, more of a real dialogue, not a tweet. Number seven, how can you think more strategically? You know, when I talk about being strategic, a lot of times executives have this image of like a SWOT analysis, which assuming that you're familiar with SWOT, meaning strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. It's an exercise that's typically done in strategic planning. Um, and I say that, you know, strategic planning isn't an event, it's a discipline. So you need to get serious about setting direction and always keeping that big picture view in front of people and resisting the urge to discuss or deal with tactics, which your people will want you to get into, or people that you're in conversation with, they'll want to get to the how part. So don't just check strategy off your list, put it into daily practice or regular practice so that you're constantly challenging yourself to have that strategic mindset, exercising that strategic thinking muscle. Number eight, how can you make swift yet smart decisions? So now more than ever, you cannot afford to overanalyze. You've got to have a really clear mind when you're making decisions. So it does take some slowing down on the front end to the extent that you can do that so that you can make faster and better decisions later. This is a challenge that I see very often in working with groups because everyone wants to know, how are we going to get through this? What, what is our plan? What, you know, what is our vision? And it takes some time to really step back and think differently. Sometimes it can't be just done on the fly. And so really taking some time to see the picture more clearly, to think through different scenarios can serve you well. So you have to balance being able to make some quick decisions, probably that are lower risk, knowing that you can course correct as you go, uh, balancing that with some of the the more long-term decisions or decisions that you're making that will have a a more long-term impact. Number nine, what leadership skill can and should you get better at? So the truth is your personal effectiveness affects the success of the business or your organization. So I encourage you to pick a leadership skill that you think needs your attention. And you may not know what that is. I think we've talked about leadership blind spots, which are common. Um, So you might want to work on your listening skills or your coaching skills. I just did a, a recent episode on having coaching conversations Maybe it's your problem-solving skills, but identify something specific that you want to improve. And I think that you'll see that even a small change that you can make in your personal effectiveness as a leader can have a ripple effect. And it's great, too, when you're modeling what you want others to be doing. When they see you working on something, it really sets a great tone and, and model for them to do the same. Number 10, what is your role really? 
Now, I know that if I were to ask you, you know, what is your role, you might tell me what the title is of your role and what some of the basic responsibilities are, but I, I really want you to take a hard look at this. What is your role? What do you want your role to be going into the new year? Maybe it's shifting in light of what's been happening in the past year. So envision yourself performing at your highest level, perhaps in some new way, and you know, considering what the quote, new you will do. Maybe it's letting go of some responsibilities that you've had. Maybe it's stepping into a more visionary role where that's really where you want to play. Or maybe you're having to um, step into a role that requires you to be more public, more visible. So everyone is different just because, you know, I could talk to a lot of different CEOs and each one would probably describe their role a little bit differently depending on their environment and who they are and how they see themselves in their role. But think about that. What is your role? You know, it's not unusual when I'm working with an executive team to spend some time having each executive leader clarify their role. Don't, don't make assumptions. Number 11, how will you recognize success? You won't know if your business is on the right track if you haven't determined some key markers or indicators. Uh, I know that you probably have financial goals that you would consider to be key indicators, but a lot of the measures are not quantitative. So sometimes you have to feel your way through it. I know that in the work that I do with organizations that are shifting their culture, I'll say, how will you know that you're making progress? What would be a measure of success? And it's, it's, it's hard because sometimes they'll say, we just know it when, when we see that, or we'll just feel like there's more trust, or we'll just feel like people are more engaged. So even if you can't specify something that's a, a very specific metric, it's good to just talk about some of the scenarios that you think you would see, some examples so that the people can begin to, to step into that differently. Number 12, and this is an important one, saved it for last. What is your biggest fear and how will you face it? In my article in, in Business Week in 2010, I said, name it and claim it. If you don't, it can be damaging, even deadly to you and your business. After all, what you resist, you empower. So own your fear before it owns you and decide how you'll confront it. So you may have a fear that you might lose revenue. You might have a fear of looking like you don't know what you're doing or fear about your reputation, a fear about your own job or your career. So whatever that fear is, acknowledge it so that you can address it head on. So definitely the new year will require new thinking. And hopefully these questions can help you do that. Like I said, I suggest that you spend some time on your own if you can or with some team members and just think through these questions. So just a quick recap. Number one, what matters most now? Number two, what can you let go of? Number three, what's one especially challenging problem that you can turn into an opportunity? Number four, what would really inspire your employees? Number five, what is your customer's greatest pain? Number six, what new business relationships will you pursue? Number seven, how can you think more strategically? Number eight, how can you make swift yet smart decisions? Number nine, what leadership skill can and should you get better at? Number 10, what is your role really? Number 11, how will you recognize success? And number 12, what is your biggest fear and how will you face it?
My hope is that you're doing some new thinking. I know that your success in the new year will be based not just on what you're doing, but on how you're thinking, your openness to new ideas about your organization or your business, your team, and especially yourself. So the more open you can be to thinking differently, I think the more amazed you'll be by the results that you can get in the new year. So I encourage you to stay optimistic. I want to do my best to help you be in a spirit of optimism as you move into the new year. There is so much to look forward to. So as always, if you have questions about the questions that I've posed or want to discuss any of them, uh, please let me know. You don't necessarily have to, to think through all of them. There may be just a few that resonated with you, but the point is to really take a pause and get the clarity that you need in some areas so that you can move forward in a better way heading into the new year. So feel free to reach out to me on ceoonthegopodcast.com or on LinkedIn. Would love to connect with you there. Feel free to send an invite. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to leave a review. I'm so pleased with the feedback that I've been getting informally and would love for more people to benefit from what it is that I'm sharing on a weekly basis. So I hope you have a great rest of the week uh, and holiday season doing the work that matters to you. Until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time. Mm -hmm.